1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
2: Rocketmoney.com Tonight, the U.S. is likely to resume giving the Johnson & Johnson vaccine as soon as this weekend. But now it'll come with a warning. There we go. 40% of Americans now at least have vaccinated, but soon supply will outpace demand. And the U.S. sees a significant drop in shots for the first time in months. We'll tell you which parts of the country have the lowest vaccination rates. Plus, new mask guidelines. What the CDC is saying tonight about wearing one outdoors. First on CBS News, a juror from the Derek Chauvin trial speaks out. How did what was going on outside the courtroom shape her opinions? Minnesota mourns. Dante Wright's family lays the 20-year-old to rest after an officer fired her gun instead of a taser.
3: Words can't even explain how I feel right now. That was my son.
2: On this Earth Day, President Biden makes an ambitious climate pledge. But can that goal be met? Our eye on Earth, the dire warning as the Potomac's rising waters threaten some of the nation's most cherished monuments. News from Mars. NASA's new rover made breathable oxygen on the red planet. Could that mean humans can one day live there? Want a good night's sleep? New research on the one thing seniors should do before bedtime. And survivor story. 84 days in the hospital, he beat COVID thanks to his iron will and his family's love.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell
4: reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news on what could be a major development in the race to vaccinate millions of Americans. It now appears that the federal government could decide to resume use of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine as early as tomorrow, allowing states to begin administering as many as 10 million doses that have been sitting unused since last week after the government told states to pause use of the vaccine. Now CBS News has learned the decision will come after scientists advising the government meet an emergency session tomorrow. It's likely the FDA will require the vaccine include a warning that it can trigger a very rare blood clotting disorder. But the decision may already be too late to change public opinion as more and more appointments for shots go unfilled by people concerned about getting vaccinated. In the last week alone, the number of Americans getting vaccinated every day has dropped by more than 10% nationwide. Also tonight, the CDC director says her agency is looking into changing its guidance on masks, especially outdoors and among people who have been vaccinated. As more scientists say, the risk of transmitting the virus outside is minimal. CBS's Janet Shamlian is going to lead off our coverage tonight from a vaccination site in Houston, where there's news tonight on that Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Good evening, Janet.
5: Nora, good evening. Tonight, we are learning more about another case of blood clotting related to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, this time here in Texas. And it comes just one day before we are expecting a decision by federal officials on resuming the vaccine's use. Tonight, the CDC and the FDA are leaning towards resuming use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine with a warning about blood clots.
6: I think too many people may be scared off by by taking the vaccine. They shouldn't be, but perception is everything when it comes to vaccines.
5: A decision expected tomorrow, more than a week after the vaccine's distribution was paused following reports of rare but dangerous blood clots in eight people under the age of 50. The Washington Post reports age restrictions are unlikely to be added. It comes as the fight against the coronavirus may have reached a crossroads. Long waits for shots are now giving way to empty vaccination sites, as vaccine supply is expected to soon outpace demand. Some mass vaccination sites are now allowing walk-ins and drive-ups for anyone.
6: We're about at the point where any American who wants to get a vaccine can get a vaccine. And that's what you need to get to that 80 percent threshold for when life can resume back to normal.
5: More than 135 million Americans, 40 percent of the population, have received at least one shot. But vaccinations are lagging in the Deep South and parts of the Midwest. Nationwide, an 11 percent week over week drop. Some areas are refusing vaccine shipments. More than 60 of the 105 counties in Kansas turned them down this week because they would go unused.
6: If you look at the lowest vaccination rates in, in the country right now, there are overwhelmingly red states. And I believe a lot of that is due to uh, vaccine hesitancy and refusal um, among among us. All the polls say conservative and Republican
2: groups.
5: Amid COVID fatigue, the CDC says it will issue new guidelines soon on outdoor mask use. Experts like virologist Ben Newman still say don't give the virus a chance.
4: What we're fighting here is basically a scorched earth battle. We are trying to take away all the food, sustenance and comfort that this virus needs in order to grow.
5: Newman recently identified three new variants in Texas. One, he says, with the potential to be much more transmissible and resistant to antibodies. Also tonight, a study finds pregnant women who contract COVID have higher rates of complications, including preterm births. This is the CDC says the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are safe for pregnant women, according to an early study.
2: And Janet joins us now. And I understand the State Department has now issued a do not travel warning for more than 100 countries. What do we know about that?
5: Nora, that's up from roughly 30 countries just a week ago. Now more than 80 percent of the world's countries. And it includes India, which today sent a new global one-day record for cases. The healthcare care system there is overwhelmed. They're experiencing a shortage of both hospital beds and oxygen. Nora?
2: Global travel still risky. All right, Janet Shamley, and thank you. And we want to take you now to Minnesota for an eye-opening interview with Lisa Christensen, one of the alternate jurors from Derek Chauvin's murder trial. CBS's Jamie Ucas asked her what tipped the scale toward conviction in the death of George Floyd.
7: Would you have decided any differently than this jury did? I felt he was guilty. Why did you think he was guilty?
8: I just felt like the prosecution made a really good, strong argument. Martin Tobin. Dr. Tobin was the one that really did it for me. He explained everything. I understood it down to where he said this is the moment that he lost his life. Really got to me. That's the moment the life goes out of his body. And I felt like all the doctors pretty much supported each other.
7: What about the defense's medical expert who then brought in carbon monoxide poisoning as a potential cause of death?
8: I thought that was a little far-fetched. At that point, I feel like they were just trying to Throw everything out there and see whatever stuck to the wall. So it wasn't convincing to you? Not at all.
7: Oh my gosh, you filled these. Lisa Christensen took copious notes, two notepads full.
8: We were just trying to make sure that we got the facts because there was a lot of experts to try to keep track of. We we're trying to be thorough, I, I believe.
7: She was also surprised by Chauvin's size. He weighed 140 pounds.
8: So we had locked eyes quite a few times. He would be writing stuff, I'd be writing stuff when we happened to look up at the same time and lock eyes, you know, so it made me feel a little uncomfortable.
7: Christensen says she took the judge's instructions to not watch the news seriously. (laughs) But some headlines were unavoidable. How aware were you and the other jurors about Dante Wright being killed?
8: I was very aware of it because I live in Brooklyn Center, six and a half blocks away from the police department. Every night, you know, we had helicopters flying over my house until um, 1, 2 in the morning so I could hear that.
7: And thoughts of the unrest last summer loomed large in her mind.
8: For me, I was more worried about it if he wasn't found guilty that that would happen. On any of the charges? On any of the charges, yes. Or if he got lower, like manslaughter. I feel like um, a certain group of people would have been upset and then maybe we would have to relive that whole rioting thing all over again. Was it in
7: the back of your mind that manslaughter, if it was just that charge, would not play well?
8: Yes, absolutely.
2: And Jamie, you guys joins us now. And so, Jamie, did, did Lisa say what the jurors would talk about during court breaks? It was really interesting.
7: Lisa wanted us to know that even though she was not in the deliberation room, that the jury took this case very, very seriously. They never discussed the case on break. They're not supposed to. But they only would talk about mundane things like the weather and what was coming up for lunch.
2: Nora. All right, Jamie, you Thank you. Well, the Twin Cities have experienced a full range of emotions in a week that saw Derek Chauvin convicted of murdering George Floyd. And today, the funeral of Dante Wright killed by an officer's gun. CBS's Jeff Begay's reports from Minneapolis.
8: He was so happy and so proud,
1: and he always said he couldn't wait to make his son proud.
2: Dante
9: Wright's mother called him a ray of light.
1: When he walked in the room, he lit up the room.
8: He's going to be so missed.
1: Freedom over me.
9: Hundreds of people packed Shiloh Temple International Ministries in Minneapolis to remember the 20-year-old who was shot and killed by an officer last week.
3: He was a prince, and all of Minneapolis has stopped today to honor the prince of Brooklyn Center.
9: Wright was stopped for an expired tag and found to have an outstanding misdemeanor warrant. When former officer Kim Potter jumped in to assist in the arrest, she grabbed her gun instead of her taste, firing a fatal shot. (laughs) Wright's killing sparked days of protests and clashes with police. Potter has been charged with second-degree manslaughter and is awaiting trial. At this Brooklyn Center salon, less than two miles from where Wright died, Co-owner Reese Bonaparte says it's hard to shake what she has seen on tape. She fears for her safety and that of her teenage son. You think of him when you saw Dante Wright?
8: Yeah, I think of him when I see Dante Wright, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, all of them. It's devastating. It's scary. I'm scared for I'm scared for myself.
9: Wright's memorial here on this Brooklyn Center sidewalk appears to be growing by the minute. Today, the governor of Minnesota called for a moment of silence and meaningful change to fight systemic
2: racism. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. This
4: episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales,
2: Tonight, the gunman accused of killing 10 people, including a police officer at a supermarket in Boulder, Colorado, is facing 43 new criminal charges. In addition to 10 murder charges, 22-year-old Ahmad Alisa now faces dozens of counts of attempted murder, plus assault, and 10 counts of using a prohibited large-capacity magazine while committing a crime. And in what may have been the most powerful Zoom call ever, President Biden marked Earth Day today by hosting a virtual conference on the world's climate and making a bold vow to cut carbon emissions. The president said that the cost of inaction keeps mounting. But the question is, will other nations follow his lead? CBS's Nancy Cordes reports from the White House.
3: This is the decisive decade.
1: The president met with 40 world leaders today without ever leaving the East Room.
6: Bonjour à tous. Namaskar.
1: Mr. Biden came armed with an ambitious pledge to cut U.S. greenhouse emissions in half by the end of this decade.
4: Those of us who represent the world's largest economies, we have to step up.
1: To reach that goal, the U.S. would need to cut fossil fuel use in every sector of the economy. How can you realistically make this pledge to the rest of the world when there's no guarantee that Republicans will get on board with your plan once you release it
8: you know wind and solar had the biggest year they've ever had last year
1: and and what we saw last year was was continuation of tax credits that passed through a republican controlled congress so we all know where this is heading even as she spoke other nations like japan canada and the uk were making new pledges too But the world's biggest carbon emitters, China, India, and Russia, did not commit to a specific target. Scientists warn the window to stave off a 1.5-degree rise in global temperatures is closing. 18-year-old climate activist Greta Thunberg made that case to Congress.
3: The fact that we are still having this discussion, and even more that we are still subsidizing
1: fossil fuels directly or indirectly, using taxpayer money is a disgrace. The president hasn't yet said how he plans to slash emissions in half by 2030. One study suggests that 60 percent of all new cars would have to be battery powered by then. And Nora, right now, we're at about two percent.
2: Long way to go. Nancy Cordes, thank you. And on this Earth Day, we're shining a light on an ever-growing threat right here in the nation's capital. That's rising rivers. CBS's Ben Tracy continues our series, Eye on Earth, Our Planet in Peril.
10: Every spring, the cherry trees surrounding Washington's tidal basin erupt in billowing blossoms of pink and white. Even their monumental neighbors can't compete. Yes, they're
6: beautiful, aren't they?
10: But Sean Keneally, who has worked this park for 24 years, says there's a creeping concern.
4: I've definitely
0: noticed the water um, getting a little higher every year.
10: Due to climate change, water levels near the nation's capital are rising faster than almost anywhere else on the East Coast. The tidal basin is hit hard because the land here is also sinking. Every day, twice a day, the tidal basin now floods at high tide, and this walkway alongside the water disappears underneath it as the water starts to roll in where the sidewalk ends becomes its own tourist distraction what's been the impact on the cherry
3: trees themselves so in some areas we've lost cherry trees they've been flooded out
10: if nothing is done floodwaters could also inundate the memorials to jefferson and martin luther king jr the fdr memorial could end up submerged in nine feet of water by the end of the century
1: it's only going to get worse Catherine
10: Malone France is with the National Trust for Historic Preservation. It named the Tidal Basin one of America's most endangered historic places and recently asked several landscape architecture firms to reimagine the area. Some ideas call for long elevated walkways, others would relocate entire monuments and let nature take its course.
1: The status quo is not acceptable here for a place this beloved and this significant
10: a place devoted to history facing an uncertain future. Ben Tracy, CBS News, Washington.
2: It's been an out-of-this-world week for NASA on Mars. Today, the Ingenuity helicopter aced its second flight test, reaching 16 feet and flying for nearly a minute. We also learned the Perseverance rover converted some of Mars' thin atmosphere into pure oxygen. Well, that could pave the way to create air to breathe and fuel for rockets on future manned missions. Tonight, a new study finds that listening to music can help older adults sleep. Researchers in Taiwan found that people aged 60 and older sleep better when they listen to music for 30 minutes to an hour at bedtime. They also found that calm music works best and that you should try it for more than four weeks to see the best results So to all those seniors out there listening to Metallica, time to put it away for some classical. Imagine calling your family from the hospital, knowing it could be the last time you'll ever speak with them. Hard to imagine that. CBS's Vladimir Dutier has the story of a man whose daughter's love helped keep him alive.
1: My dad! Yes!
3: Yes, yes! And that's 22-year-old Sabrina Kaminer, bursting with pride for her dad, Yevgeny, The small business owner and karate coach always seemed invincible until the 65-year-old met his match in January, COVID-19. It put him in the hospital and on a ventilator.
1: I have never screamed so hard in my life. When you hear the word ventilator, you think that's the end.
3: For 50 days, as the oxygen fed his lungs and heart, Sabrina tended to his spirit.
1: Every time that phone rang, my heart just sank. You never want to see anyone that you love in a position like this.
3: What did you think as the day's turned into weeks
1: that my dad promised he would come home that was the last thing he texted all of us
3: he kept that promise finally waking up on march 10th the first patient at this brooklyn hospital to survive six weeks on a ventilator
7: i said this my guardian angel
3: yevgeny is home now slowly regaining his strength with the love of his daughter what is your message to other people fight to the last second
6: doesn't matter you win or you lose Fight to the last second. Never give up.
1: I'm in debt to the world that I get to keep my dad. Like, why me? Why, why did I get to keep my dad?
6: The daughter
3: who helped her dad, the karate coach, win the biggest bout of his life.
2: And that was Vladimir Dutier. Thank you. From no chance to no hitter, Steve Hartman's on the road with a teenager's remarkable turnaround after fighting a devastating illness. That's tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Or on Apple Podcasts. Pride members can listen ad-free on Amazon music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com/slash survey.
9: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.